a long time ago on a podcast far, far away. Welcome to You Hate Movies, the podcast in which casual moviegoers, film lovers, and cinephiles argue about movies. Today we leave the dark side of the force by completing the final installment in the Star Wars prequel saga, Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith. The best the prequel trilogy has to offer, but how much is that saying, really? There will be spoilers for Star Wars 1 through 6, Lord of the Rings, and Children of Men. Great news, everyone. This is episode 3 of our journey to um, Star Wars 7, which also means that it's episode 3, Revenge of the Sith, which means that we're done with the prequels. We're done with yep. the prequels. I mean, we still have to talk about the final <laughs> prequel, but we're done watching them, <laughs> and uh, it's all uh, downhill from here. Uh, now we get to enjoy some fantastic, fun movies. I think I'm going to miss them. You're going to? Oh, really? They're starting to grow on me. <laughs> yeah. I'm not. Wow. Not me either. <laughs> They're not okay. Well, then, great. Uh, before we dive right in, let's uh, let's see who we got to work with today. Tyler's obviously here. He's going to miss the prequels. Yeah, and we got Patrick. I'm here. Uh, I'm Josh. I'm here, and then we have another regular Bethany. Hello. Bethany. Everyone's missing her, crushing on her hard. That's it. That's the game I play. And we got a new uh, newcomer to the show. <laughs> our good friend Matthew Comer. Hey guys. Here. Hi, Maddie. Matt What's is up? a huge. Star Wars fan. Oh, he's he's more than a fan. He's a fanatic. He is. He's true. Star Wars fanatic. As long as I've known uh, Matt, he has loved Star Wars deeply. He has a Star Wars tattoo. Yeah, tell us about this tattoo. It says, may the force be with you in Arabesh, which is galactic basic. That's awesome. There that's, you go. That's some sort, wow. some sort of fictional language. Uh, if, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a fake language. <laughs> if that isn't would enough to sell you on his fandom. <laughs> would, you, would you describe yourself as a fanatic? Yes. I don't know. If I'm a cinephile, though, because mm. I don't, I don't go by your rules. Oh, okay. Uh, Which that's true. I don't live by your rules. I don't know. The rest of us at You Hate Movies are trying to live Star Wars pure. Now Matthew Comer here, he has just not an ounce of head purity. first, head yeah. first. He's read spoilers. the screenplay. He's just he's indulging. Trailers. Just he's just a glutton for those spoilers. As Matt Hughes called me, I'm a consumer. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You're I not trying to live for purity. You're trying to consume. Yep. Yeah. The rest of us are saving ourselves for you our are, watching I'm day. missing out on some amazing trailers. I'm so much more in love yeah. with The Force Awakens <laughs> no, because you're I've just, seen you're them. You're just fornicating with all I've those trailers. I've seen the trailers, too. <laughs> you just, have? I've seen the trailers. Just grinding all on three. Bethy, Bethy, you're not, you're not Star Wars pure? More and more, she's a Don't tell us. Do you guys want to know about the trailers? No, we don't want to hear anything. Stop it. That's when we watched or Japan or something. The international trailer? Yeah. Well, all that oh to say, man, ironically, really apparently you, Matt Comer is no, the Star Wars fanatic, the, the only one we've had on the show so far, and wow. yet he doesn't care about his movie-going experience enough to preserve <laughs> the sanctity of it so that he can enjoy it. Guess it's it. true. Just we'll be all reckless. wide-eyed, you know, with our jaws on the floor, like, wow, and he'll be like, I've already seen that scene six different times because <laughs> I watched the trailers. Not at all. This sounds intense, y'all. <laughs> I don't know. But the thing that comes up whenever you talk to people about uh, Revenge of the Sith, more so than any of the prequels, is people will say this one is either not so bad, or they'll say it's clearly the best of the prequels, or they'll say, I actually kind of like the third one. So why don't we go around the room? Huh? Aren't all of those things kind of the same? Not really. It's just a spectrum. Some people are like, well, if you have to watch a prequel, it's not so bad. And some people are like, I actually think it's a decent 
Star Wars movie. Those, are, right, those yeah. aren't the same thing. It's so not so bad. Where do you sit in that spectrum, Tyler? It's not so bad. <laughs> it's, <laughs> the better, it's the better of the prequels. Okay. You wouldn't go so far as to say it's a straight-up good Star Wars movie? Um, no. Okay. Uh, no, I, wouldn't be so, I wouldn't be so bold. All right. Matt Comer, what do you think? It's my second favorite prequel. Episode two, all day, is oh a my fantastic Star Wars. What in the world? You heard it. You heard it here two. first. Okay, shut it down. Camino, come on. Someone loves Episode two. <laughs> I'm a. That was Episode two. Is the first one I remember seeing in theaters. Uh, maybe is that why? One. Probably, probably just nostalgia. So, take us back. Take us back. In 1999, Episode one hits theaters. Where were you? I was seven years old. Okay. And I probably saw it in theaters. Uh-huh. All so, I remember is pod yeah. racing. And, yeah. <laughs> and McDonald's Jar-Jar? toys. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yep. So Her seven-year-old is going to really love episode one. Did you? Uh, did you like Jar Jar as a kid? Oh, yeah, you're going to I did not it. like Jar Jar as a kid. Oh, I, I was indifferent. Hmm. <laughs> Didn't really care. Did you like Anakin being so cool and little? And no, he, was, driving a he had a bowl cut. The, the pod racing hair. Yeah, but he was cute. Okay, okay. Okay, good. Jumping forward, 2002, where were you? Episode two. Saw it in theaters. Saw it in theaters, my brother and my dad. Mm-hmm. And clone troopers, they're awesome. Yeah, they're the best. Okay. So, do you mm-hmm. have nostalgia wrapped up in episode two? Because nostalgia colored glasses. Maybe I just really enjoy the whole Geonosis part in Ooh. the arena. That's like my favorite part. So maybe that's just nostalgia, <laughs> that's but I think it's dope because it's funny. He's listed the two scenes where we're like, yeah, this makes sense that people love these. Why wouldn't everyone love a racing scene? And why wouldn't everyone mm-hmm. love a gladiator so scene? So probably yeah. nostalgia, yeah. But it can't just be that because as a Star Wars fanatic, I'm sure you've rewatched episode two a great many times. I watched episode two last week mm-hmm. and I was very bummed at how much horrible CGI was in it. It's bad, yeah. Yeah. And there's no actual like clone troopers, which really bummed me out because I love yeah, clone troopers. They just get some. I just don't understand why they didn't yeah. build some armor. It'd be so they got much some better. for this one. Actually. Do they though? Well, if... Well, we're we're getting ahead of ourselves. Anyway, we, we got a whole thing on that. One more step forward, mm-hmm. 2005, episode three. Where were you? I watched it in theaters, my brother and my dad. Okay. Okay. And Tradition was, continues. I l- again, this is just naming scenes, but the opening scene just grabbed me. Which some people don't like yeah. the space battle, and they don't think it should be in there. But I thought it was fantastic. But isn't space space battles are kind of Star Wars thing? Mm-hmm. Par for the course. That's a great segue into our you know notes throughout episode three because. This is the first and only one of the prequels that has anything like an exciting opening sequence. Yeah, yep. the first one. <laughs> the first <laughs> one we keep saying, they sit in a conference room, room yeah. w- saying, Wait, this is taking a while. Drinking mm-hmm. some tea. <laughs> Episode two, they're, they're flying around talking, and then they go down to an office and talk some more. Yeah. And yeah. then this one opens yeah. right in the middle of a space battle. Right, and they're zipping through this enormous space battle. They're just flying forever through all these ships. There is a lot of freaking ships in this they battle. They are yeah. dodging everything. A lot of, Those guys are good A lot of just gaudy, god-awful CG, but at least they're not sitting around talking. They're flying. There's some witty banter going on. Did Obi-Wan's being kind of funny. <laughs> did you notice the amount of unnecessary spinning their ships oh, did? Oh, yeah. That's something I wrote down was they're constantly spinning, but they're not dodging anything. <laughs> yeah, just spinning, spinning and flipping. It's kind, no of the same way they, it's kind of the same way they fight with their lightsabers. True. <laughs> unnecessary spinning. <laughs> Everyone took fencing classes <laughs> just so they could fight to the death. <laughs> I thought it was great. Those buzz droids were fun. Mm-hmm. The ones that open up and crawl around like spiders. Yeah, yeah they were kind of cool, yeah. even though they looked so so freaking fake. Well, yeah. That, right. Bethany, sure. what did you think about episode three? You saw it for the first time, and you were on drugs, right? So yeah, you I fell was, asleep. Well, I was on Nyquil. Uh huh. So let's clarify what hard time. drugs. But I said drugs, <laughs> and that's a drugs. Yeah, she watched it after taking a 
large dose of That's NyQuil and then passed out on her couch. <laughs> you can imagine it was a somewhere so around <laughs> the be- somewhere around the beginning of the third act. So her her memory is going to be a little no. hazy. She's going to have that NyQuil fog. That NyQuil, uh, everything got better once I started taking okay. NyQuil. <laughs> <laughs> Enhanced like, experience. Wow, this is good. I think uh, it's the best of the three, but I would not. I don't. Yeah. I mean, again, I. I don't know that I've, I mean, the last time I saw any of the other ones with like Harrison Ford, I must have been like four. So it's going to be like seeing it for the first time. Yeah, you're going to be blown away. And I feel like I can't imagine. I mean, I definitely think it's the best of the three. It was like way more bearable, Mm -hmm. but I can't imagine it would qualify as a a real Star Wars. What do you think, Patrick? Uh, I thought it was a good Star Wars movie. Mm -hmm. I liked it a lot. I I think that four, five, and six are some of the just greatest movies ever so it doesn't fall into that category of greatness but i thought it was a good star wars movie i thought it was really fun i liked the opening scene thought it was great yeah the opening scene patrick's throwing i uh i liked the opening scene but i i I couldn't help be a a little frustrated i shook my head a couple times when they had to throw in some more bumbling robot gags got to yeah (laughs) they've got these robots slipping on oil Oh, I like that. And then R two, I love them on fire, which is yeah. It's like the the goofy droid stuff. That's that's it's nice. uh, You know, a standard for Star Wars, even in the originals, they definitely amplify, or it seems like they. Maybe it's just the fact that half of them aren't really on screen, so it feels even dumber. You know. They were very vocal on that this one. one. That they one were really vocal. Just kicks it. R2 because he's mad after yeah, he gets there. It's so stupid. <laughs> and then right after uh, Obi-Wan and Anakin are like chopping them all in half, one of the droids just collapses and makes an exhausted noise and falls <laughs> over. Yeah. <That's> <laughs> <laughs> There's a bunch of, oh, no's as they ran away. Oh, and stuff oh, like that's that. so funny. Oh, but it's funny geez. because we think, and I'm right there with you, but we watch that and kind of think, oh, that's dumb. But then we're so used to anytime like something crazy happens, R two is like, <laughs> and we're so all much, like, yeah. and we're like, yeah, that's great. It's uh, crazy sound that that large iguana that he kept running to. No, those oh, come crazy on, noises. hold on, let's let's that's that's all the way at <laughs> the end of the, the, the second right. act of the movie. I just yeah, too. I just can't, <laughs> I can't help some of these noises. I, I personally don't like R two flying around and doing all this action stuff. Cause what I like in four, five, and six is how he somehow just survives or does what he does just by rolling around. Uh-huh. And the fact that he has flamethrowers and his electric prodder. Yeah, he's armed up. He got like, his own little fight Yeah, scene. I don't know. It's, it's too cheesy. It takes, I don't <laughs> he know. He like, like, caught something. They threw in a little walkie-talkie and he reached <laughs> out and grabbed it. <laughs> when he how brings it in and it muffles <laughs> that part. Yeah. So I like that part. Yeah. <laughs> Abby even asked as we were watching it last night. She's like, R2 has arms? <laughs> I was like, yeah. I guess That's if he exactly needs to. That's exactly what I thought. I was like, look at that. <laughs> I didn't know he had arms. So uh, when I watch episode three, I definitely, th- when they were all first coming out and I saw that one in theaters, I thought, well, hey, that felt a lot better than what I'm used to. This is after years of being steeped in the original or the first two original two prequels. Now to watch it, I'm f- I feel conflicted. I feel like I can't figure out if I, I definitely like it. I'll just come out and say that I like watching it. it it's very entertaining to me. Um, Maybe it's like morbid entertainment or that's the fact that there's still so much that sucks about it. And I picked on it all night last night when I was watching it and groaned and gasped every time I saw the CG and Abby's like, just get over it. It's all fake. Just get over it. But, uh, you know, maybe it's just the contrast thing. Like the other two are so bad that it makes this one look great. It's definitely nowhere in the same league as the, the original trilogy, but... 
part of me likes watching episode three. I got to admit, when I when the, I pre-ordered that Blu-ray box set when it was about to come out and the day that it came in, I took out episode three and I watched it because I was just like, oh, I hadn't seen this one in a while. You know what I'm saying? Because I had to save a special night for like Empire or something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. But episode three is kind of like dumb entertainment. I feel like episode three might be so good because it has to it has to follow the the original storyline the closest. Yeah, he's yeah. doing just a mad dash to tie up these loose yeah. ends. In this right. And this is what we've been watching three movies to see this guy turn into Darth Vader. Yeah. And we see it and it's pretty cool. Sort of. Yeah, I mean, right. I mean, he puts the mask on him. He takes the voice. Yeah, well, he, we're just we're just seeing these characters characters get pushed further into the uh, the character types that were used to them playing. So I feel like it just that's why it feels more natural. I gotta admit too, and this is gonna <laughs> make me sound like a, a nerd. So it's good. It's a good thing that Matt's here to identify with me. But after watching all of the you know the Clone Wars cartoon. It makes you like this movie even more because mm-hmm. it's situated in between episode two and three, and it feels like watching the end of the Clone Wars yep. cartoon, which is quite better than any of these movies, to be frank. But check not the Clone sometimes. Wars yeah. movie? No, the Clone Wars movie is That's doo-doo. the only one I yeah. saw. I didn't like it. The, the show cartoon. is actually very entertaining. It's cool because you get to see Grievous finally mm-hmm. die, who is... Admittedly, way cooler in the Clone Wars show than yeah. in the movie. I He's don't even like scarier in the yeah. cartoon somehow than he is in this mm-hmm. movie. I, I haven't seen any of these extracurricular mm-hmm. Star Wars things. Are they? Are they w- within? Are they canonical? Are they considered yeah, allegedly? Canon? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. So Matt, tell me this: What Grievous? He's a droid. No, he's some kind of like reptile alien thing with that a droid body. Yeah, so he had it, he it's like Darth Vader at some point. Yeah, oh, I see. he was on the brink of death so many times. Now he just keeps getting repaired and repaired. You can see he's got like a, isn't like kind of a, some sort of body in the yeah. middle, and then he's got his like part of a head under his mask. Right, I can see he's got it. like the real eyes and the mm-hmm. the, the, the heart. Some of his organs are yeah, in a glass Grievous. case. Yeah. Oh, that was so confusing to me when I first saw Grievous because he just he just appears to be a robot just to to like look a, at him yeah yeah just like a a more extensively built version of these bumbling droids everywhere mm-hmm. and I I was so confused when he just starts coughing you know, like you get the first shot with him that's your introduction and he's walking around and he just looks like some sort of coughing robot and like, what is happening here I kind of like him I think he's cool I do too and I kind of like how Star Wars all the movies do that they just introduce you to characters and you're like. Okay, there's a backstory here that I don't need to know because uh-huh. they're just like there's the world's too big to explain everything. I liked Grievous too. I thought he was a great villain, but I was just so confused by him. So yeah. you're telling me he's not a pure robot? No, there's he's. Couldn't you he's gather big. that by the fact that he had like a beating heart inside his? I didn't notice it. When what? How Obi-Wan do you think he died? I didn't notice any of that either. He has Obi Wan prize open the plates on his ribs and the there's camera like zooms in on it. There's real it. organs <laughs> like encased in robot parts, and he has a Were beating drinking heart. Were you drinking the night right. too? That makes and, sense. And Obi Wan <laughs> shoots him in the heart. Uh huh. I think uh, Grievous I mean, is his chest caught on fire. Yeah. Grievous is a good his villain, but I just don't. Un- it, he's just introduced so quickly since they haven't really had one villain throughout all the prequels. You just don't really care right. that much about him. So when he is killed, it's like, that, yeah, whatever. Darth Maul, Dooku, and. Grievous. I mean, they get the short end of the stick in each of their respective movies. Yeah, Darth Maul is the coolest Mm -hmm. villain that they had potential for, and he's a throwaway character. Yeah, we don't even really get to. I mean, like uh, Darth Sidious is only in the third act of this movie proper. Yep. And Bethany, what is up with your face? You're just looking (laughs) off in the distance, like we're speaking a different language or something. (laughs) She's having a hard time keeping up. No, I'm just yep. 
keeping up. We've so got we've got Palpatine the whole time, and we we know the audience knows that he's yeah, but he's, he's got his mask on for most of the yeah. But prequels. that doesn't mean we still we're still not aware of the ma- manipulation that he's yeah thrown into everything. He only does he his evil voice for the first time at the very <laughs> beginning of this movie, transition. where he's like, "Do it." <laughs> <laughs> so ridiculous. Like, kill him. Kill him, Anakin. <laughs> what? Do it. What happened? his face like when he did the electro thing oh you know how when you get shocked you turn into a deformed monster <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is that what happened the or electric this, was fingers, it like yeah. his other thing was a different face like no. i couldn't tell electric fingers happening. well they had to get him to look the same his as he does in episode fingers four turned him into the ugly well he thing. electrocutes <laughs> mace windu who blocks it with the force yeah sends it back sam to jackson him. sam jackson's pushing him. he's pushing the electric fingers yeah. back into yeah. okay. sidious and then An electric that's, slide that's aging him rapidly apparently okay and when you age, you turn into this reptilian, grotesque <laughs> monster. So but let me ask but something in reality, about reality. That's how he looks in episode. I four, forgot so to mention this. Uh, now that we're just jumping all around in the movie, at the beginning of this movie, this is the first one that has a crawl that's not boring as well. That's right. Yeah. Because the other ones are like the taxation <laughs> of trade routes, and you're like, oh my god, I'm already bored. This one starts off, and it's like catching you up on some battle news about how they've kidnapped, uh, you know. What's yeah. he? What? What? He's the chancellor in this movie. Chancellor Palpatine. Yeah. Chancellor Palpatine, yeah. and they've got to go get him back from the evil, Grievous, and everything. Which we know, of course, just seems to be some sort of uh, hoax. Yeah, yeah, right. But then it says this thing about like how there's the first word in the crawl is like war, <laughs> and it's war. talking about all this you know crazy chaotic <laughs> stuff going out throughout the galaxy, and it says there are heroes on both sides. And I'm like, hmm. what the heck does that yeah, mean? Yeah, I thought that yeah. too. I didn't what does that, that mean? There are heroes on both sides. No, there it just means like there are champions on both sides. There are yeah, like why, why didn't they say that? on both sides. I don't know. Why that's did they do a lot of this stuff in these movies? That's, that's what I'm saying. It already makes me think like, well, that doesn't make any sense. And then you get this thing where they go in there to rescue uh, Chancellor Palpatine and Count Dooku comes in and they're like, oh, you're no match for him. He's a Sith Lord. And Obi-Wan's like, Sith Lords are our speciality. And I'm like, they are? Since when? Because later on they say, oh, you can't. He's trying to be tough, though. Yoda won't even let him go fight him. Yeah, he's just trash talking him. He's just like, I got you. How often does a Jedi really even take on a Sith Lord? Obi-Wan must never have in his entire life except for... Uh, he fought Dooku before, I, though. Right, he fought Dooku and he got his butt kicked. So, <laughs> so maybe he got all jazzed after that and he trained did. up. He and killed Darth Maul. He, like, gr- he did grease Darth Maul. So he did it is his speciality. He, he cut him in half. But we're really? con- we're confused you do, about you this. You do one thing once and it's your speciality. Fifty man. He did it once and then he lost the second time. He's he's like. One for two. I mean, there's, <laughs> there's not that many Sith Lords around. So exactly. if you get one, you've really effectively killed <laughs> most of them. <laughs> so who who is Darth Maul's master? It was Sidious. Yeah, that and was his apprentice. Dooku's master is Sidious. Yeah, right. Dooku replaced Maul. But Dooku, right. what was Dooku doing in between those periods? He was a Jedi, then he wasn't, and presumably he's just off somewhere getting in touch with the dark side until he decides just to apprentice out. Darth Sidious. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he was being corrupted. He was in the same way Sidious was like courting him like he has been courting Uh, Anakin the whole time. uh, What's confusing to me is that Darth Maul seems to be a little tougher than Dooku. Dooku's old and he's just kind of been sitting around somewhere for a while. He was so so strong in the force. I can't remember Darth Maul. He's the red guy. Darth Maul seems strong. guy who looked like kind of a WWF character. He had the double lightsaber. With the painted Looks face. Like a demon. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Black, Spiky black head. and red. So Darth Maul was Abby stronger had a with swordplay, but Dooku was stronger with the Force. Uh huh. That's M- why he was a better. Maul but to me just seems like he's a weapon. 
Yeah. Not yeah. an actual, you know, yeah. Duke's. He seems uh, yeah. like a He's like, like an a attack tool dog. for lack of a better word. He was a total a tool. <laughs> Not like a tool, like a tool tool. But Do like you guys a, think that Sidious was like, during the fight, was using his powers to like pull Anakin ahead to help let him win so that he could like get oh, Anakin? interesting. It's a good point. It it's it's a, a very fair. tense situation. There's lots of depth to it, actually, in that first fight scene where you yeah. see Sidious tell, well, Palpatine tell uh, Anakin to kill him yeah he looks and so poor, calm poor too, dooku yeah, <laughs> yeah but so i think bummed. he was just feeling it out like is this sucker gonna be trainable? well anakin's the chosen one yeah. he knows that totally. he needs him yeah. on his side it's part yeah. of turning him toward the dark mm-hmm. side yeah. to fill him with hate and with anger i feel one like step. a lot of that that writing is is smart the, the way that uh, palpatine manipulates anakin that part felt authentic to me but then it's like anakin is fully aware that he doesn't <laughs> want to do it. And then he's like, no, I shouldn't. And then he just tells him it one more time, it. do it. He's like, oh, okay. Right. And then immediately goes, no, I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> but Anakin is such Those a are goof. his words. But that's the whole movie is him changing his opinion on how he, he should do things. He's a lot of time. He's so I don't know. formidable. I feel, I, I feel like yeah, Anakin's great. still pretty childish. He's when he shows up to this baby. fight scene, I don't he tells Count, my powers have doubled since the last time we met. Who came in? <laughs> just desperate for that affirmation. Oh, How is that man. even quantifiable <laughs> that he's able to say, oh, they've doubled? It's like his little meter is going up. And he's he's like, like, <laughs> it's like he's on a schoolyard and he's just he's comparing. He's got arrested development. Why not just like say I'm more powerful? Give me some tape measure. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's a baby. But I feel like it might, in this particular one, it, some of that stuff isn't necessarily the screenplay's fault. It's It might be... Hayden's fault. Yeah, I feel like yeah. Hayden is just kind of an overactor. He's already, you know, he's suffered enough from critics over the years, but, you know, it's just not great. It's just <laughs> not doing it for he me, He did baby. better <laughs> in this one than in episode two. Yeah, what do you think, Bethany? Yeah, I think he did Was better. he totally hot? You see him without a shirt on, let's face it, he had it happen in bod. He's got that true. long he's hair. He's not hard it. on the eyes, that one. <laughs> <laughs> but he's he's just a terrible actor. Yeah. That's what about his romantic situation? dialogue? In oh, this one gosh. Oh, my <laughs> it just continued to be so creepy. He seems like he's 11 and saying all that stuff to <laughs> yeah. a 20-year-old. Like, I think there was, there was Natalie Portman sucked in this one. She yeah. wasn't great either. They have that awful line out there on the balcony in Coruscant. Well, where yeah, he's he's standing there. This is our, like our first glimpse into their developed romance, and she's yeah. standing out there on the balcony combing her hair. She's just standing there brushing it out at night, just out in the city brushing her hair. And he's standing there in the corner, just creepily staring at her. Yep. And they've got that terrible dialogue about how love has blinded him. No, it's you need to you need to reiterate exactly what it said. Yeah, it's like it. I've got yep. it. I've got it written here. here so you're so beautiful. He says, says, she says you're so beautiful. Yeah, she says it's only because I'm so in love. Wait, what? <laughs> and, then, and then he says, No, it's because I'm so in love with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I love you more. And she says, So love has blinded you. And then he laughs. Well, that's not exactly what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> well, what did you what mean? That's <laughs> <laughs> so ridiculous. And that was awful. That was painful. Skip. Hold me like you did on Naboo. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. When, when all there was yeah. was our love. Yeah. That was, and even when she's like weeping over his, uh, you know, descent into darkness, she's just like, you're breaking my heart. And it's just like, I know you're doing the best you can with what you have. Because let's face it, she's right now in a green room. Right. You know, yeah. So with George Lucas's fat tail sitting in a chair, <laughs> sipping coffee, going like, you're sad. Wow. You're sad. You know, <laughs> but she's doing the best she can. But it. It really wasn't that great. No. I just I constantly have the like 
no pedophile is not a fair word but i'm just like the age difference is just glaring at me in every <laughs> scene where i'm like he was like eight when you saw him and now you're snuggling up to i mean it just grosses me the out the very first yeah. thing he ever said to her is, I are you an angel i just yeah. can't get my head around it i'm still and especially since at the beginning of episode two she says oh annie you'll always be that little boy uh, that i know and then and she's like making out with them Straight i'm up. like that's so nasty she's like mm, 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 you're still that little boy I <laughs> yeah, oh <laughs> yeah like i hate you. that <laughs> oh gosh i i how, how tall do you think natalie portman is i kept thinking that during <laughs> the during the footage. she's like this five is why people seven. complain that we never <laughs> we five never seven resolved. five seven no, no no we gotta find out i think she's like five seven or five how eight. tall is natalie portman well, so then you're moving through the movie, right? Five feet three inches tall. Five feet three inches tall. Okay. No way. She's five three. And wow. Hayden Christensen is six two. Yeah. So all those romance scenes, she must have been standing on a milk crate. She's wearing heels. <laughs> she oh, that's really that's heels. important. That's She's it. Only that's, five a, that's the only three. thing that you needed to know I'm about this size. All this chemistry was just terrible. These two actors just could not make it convincing at all. So she was probably standing on a green, green. Yeah, it was green. Box. Whatever <laughs> she's standing on was green. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's so green. So the CG in this movie still sucks. Yeah, really bad. Some of it is not as sucky. Yoda, it could be just be my head, but Yoda looked a little better. There were times me. when Yoda looked really good when it was just him. Yeah, mm -hmm. that moment of dialogue that he has in meditation with Anakin in that like dark room. Yoda mm -hmm. is awesome. He says some really cool stuff, and he doesn't look yeah. so bad. He's kind of shadowy. I liked that scene, you know, where he tells him to let go of everything he's afraid to lose. Yeah, where they're in that room with the blinds closed. Yeah, Yoda knows, man. Yoda's getting to the heart of things. He speaks the truth. Yoda, sp Yoda speaks in the silence. So <laughs> then they're they're. All that stuff going around with like the descent <laughs> in the Jedi Council and the lack of trust with Anakin and Mace Windu and stuff, it's actually not that bad. No, it's not. Really you know what enjoy I mean? It. You track with it. You don't think that it's really stupid. It feels like there's a plot in this movie. Mm -hmm. You don't just feel like you're jumping to one inconsequential scene to the next. And that helped me a lot. Cause I Is felt that like, right? <laughs> yeah, because the other ones I felt like, oh my gosh, what are we talking about? Like for, for some... Some of the, you know when the screen goes whoop and then it like opens up to another one. I was so mm. confused. But wipes we call those. I wipes. felt like this one I followed along very well, and mm -hmm. I was even in a Nyquil coma. Oh wow! <laughs> so, <laughs> so way to come. I like how in this one they really showed the the difference in how strong the Jedi masters were from the other ones. Like mm -hmm. when Sidious wiped those other guys out, and, but Windu beat him essentially. And I, do you think that was just to show too to push Anakin further, or had Windu really beat him at that point? Well, no. No, Sidious, Sidious was him. making it look worse than it was. He kept saying, "I'm so weak. I'm so weak," and then he was stalling, though. Yeah, no, no, no. Like, he was he was manipulating Anakin mm -hmm. in that moment. He's laying there in the windowsill, and uh, Sam Sam Jackson's about to you know cut him in half, and uh, Sidious is starting to like beg for mercy, claiming he's so weak and he can't fight back, and so Anakin's trying to stop Sam Jackson from cutting, doing the same thing he did. But to he Dooku. also had inter, you know. Um, Whatever motives. I can't think of the word. Okay, because anyway. Because he wanted okay. access to the darkness. So Sidious is laying there weak, and he's manipulating Anakin, and he's trying to get Anakin to strike Sam Jackson, right? Because then once he does, Sidious sits back up and starts shouting about how all-powerful he is. Yeah. So yeah. It was just, he was just yeah. putting on a front to That's get Anakin involved. He wasn't actually he wasn't actually weakened clearly, by what Sam Jackson was doing. But he was Windu clearly had the upper hand. He could have. He if, could have, if yeah. Darth Sidious didn't interrupt things and manipulate Anakin. 
I mean, but, but Sidious was allowing it to happen to himself. I think so it was kind of both ends because he took a lot of damage for that. He Dark, did take a lot of yeah. damage. But he also he's proven that he's willing to take risks when he outs himself to Anakin in his little private chambers back right. there. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was obviously a risky move, and if it didn't continue to evolve further, it could have screwed him over because uh, Anakin doesn't do what. Palpatine wants him to do immediately. He goes to Mace Windu and tells uh-huh. him that he's actually a Sith Lord. Unless and, Palpatine wanted that to happen the whole time. Mm, if man. we're saying that, I mean, he's always one step ahead of us. He right. pretty much is. The whole movie is manipulating everyone. So what if yeah. that was also the Jedi would come for him? I I, I also think that when um, Palpatine was revealing himself, or at least giving st- strong clues about him being a Sith Lord, he was talking about how he had a master, his master who could uh, save life and create life. Yeah, and is the inference there that, that Darth Plagueis was is the, Palpatine's he, master? Yeah, that's kind of what the... And right. he seemed yeah. were inferring, yeah. And what, it, what I, I thought he was trying to tell us is that his master could create life using the Metachlorians, and so that essentially he was telling him, without directly telling him, that this is how you were created, Anakin. Because we go back to this whole, oh, this whole immaculate good conception job. thing wow. with th- this intense amount of midichlorians and this boy who has no father. I feel like we've achieved something on you. So <laughs> the Sith wow. created the prophet, the promised one, the chosen yeah. one. That was going to balance everything. Yeah. Which would make sense considering Plagueis was supposed to be in the light side and the dark. Yeah. So he'd bring Which brings up a course. fascinating question I started to think through. I kind of joked out loud to Abby that if I was, you know, force sensitive, I would absolutely become a Sith because Darth is such a better title <laughs> than master, master or what are yeah. the, the ranks like Padawan and then knight and then master. Just, yeah. just for the title. Yeah. Because like <laughs> Darth, whatever, it sounds super cool. But then the, the thing is, is that all the Jedi are going on and on about the force. May the force be with you and the force is strong and all this different things. But the force by its very nature, encompasses both the light and dark side. Right. So if anything, the Sith are more consistent with, with if they talk about the Force. If they say, may the Force be with you, they're talking about the Force all-encompassing. Jedi should just say, may the light side of the Force be with you. <laughs> <laughs> right. Wow, the light side of the Force is strong with this guy because right, they don't the want the dark side. side. too manipulative. You could fall and get sucked up in it. Yeah. Yeah. So do you think that as part of the manipulation that Darth Sidious has the ability to create these premonitions in Anakin that he would see uh Padme dying? Hmm. Because that's also part of the manipulation is like this the my master could create life but he could also save life and he's using that part like Anakin you can save Padme. Yeah, at this point. Do you think that that situation was at all caused by Palpatine? I don't know. Man. You're the one so weaving the master tapestry. Her death is so inexplicable. What else could what else could it be? And how would he have ever known that Anakin was having those dreams? Right. Cuz yeah. he never told Palpatine, he right? He doesn't. Yeah. Yeah, oh that's interesting. And we know that the the Jedi Council their are their vision is clouded, the future is clouded for them. They're not as strong in the force as they should be um, because of the interference of uh, a hidden, the Phantom Menace, mm-hmm. which turns out to be Palpatine. There's no reason to suspect that his use of the force is clouded or his vision of the future. He might have the, the upper hand on them in terms of what he can see and what he can sense. Right. Because he's just sitting in that room and Coruscant and goes, I sense Lord Vader is in trouble. <laughs> 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 oh, really? Yeah. He's in a different <laughs> system right now. He's on the Mustafar system. 
Let me ask you this, though. What is with the Jedi uh, wardrobe, their dress code? Wait, they don't like those? They're all wearing, like, ropes. you know, burlap, earth tones, and then the one guy that turns out to be the bad guy is wearing black pleather the whole time. <laughs> we never saw it coming. He was doomed. He you had mean no choice. Anakin? Yeah, he always I, just... I think that he changed. He changed. He had a wardrobe change when he became Darth Vader. Yeah, no, kind he was of like a burgundy the entire thing. time. Oh, okay. He had a so burgundy, burgundy brown, and black. then like a overcoat that was kind of leathery Yeah, black. in episode two, it was all the same No, in tones. this movie, though, it's yeah. all black. Then those must have been Maybe they just thought he was edgy. He's young. Yeah. You know, he's going through a phase right now. Punk rock. He's, yeah, he's, he's got like, his long his hair and his kind of, dark clothes. He's all angsty. Well, it's right. kind of like when you get older, you all start dressing like old people. Mm-hmm. All the Jedi Masters are dressed oh, the right. same. Yeah. 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 That's why he couldn't be a, a master. He's when the next generation. Yeah. yeah. So they're trying to end this war by getting to Lord Grievous, who's for some reason at this point the linchpin. If they kill him, they can end the Clone Wars altogether, which is bizarre. Um, and they have this fight down there in that little subterranean rock place. I can't remember what it was called, which was actually pretty entertaining. It's not bad. But I'm thinking Obi-Wan is a giant squawking iguana the best way to sneak <laughs> up on somebody? Because he, so he gets on it to sneak around. It's like, oh boop, 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 boop. <laughs> he's riding it all around through there. Like, why not just go on foot? Uh, so realistic too, huh? Then not only that, oh yeah, no, it looks so horrible. That sucker was not (laughs) agile for sure, but not. It had to be a bumpy ride. Yeah, I I feel like they threw that in for the kids. They've got something for the kids. So he wants to sneak up. How'd they train that thing? Oh, and it worked too because I was even thinking of (laughs) things like tauntauns. You know what I mean? Like this, you have to ride on some weird creature at some point. Yeah. I feel like this episode had a lot of Jurassic feel. To it. Oh, okay. Well, okay. I really do. It's like a lot of dinosaur it? stuff. Do you mean like the? Did you pick up on that? I thought you might. Dinosaur-like creatures. Yeah, like, but in a lot of the different scenes, it was like dinosaur. Like, but lizard, lizard <laughs> creatures are kind of a Star Wars thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Giant all of them. Oh. Yeah. Guanas were hot in 05. Listen, I'm just saying. <laughs> I felt ones. like this one was noticeably may, way more dinosaurish than. <laughs> okay, let's you gotta, you gotta explain that more. <laughs> we we <laughs> established the iguana. Other than uh, it's fractal. You got the one iguana. Okay. I just remember nice. it being a point I wanted to bring up. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's that Nyquil. So on Nyquil, <laughs> you saw you saw three of that I iguana. You'd be impressed and agree with me. But Are you I sure you didn't <laughs> just watch Jurassic Park? <laughs> no, I didn't. Which would have been a better way to spend your night. So. He goes up there. He's sneaking up on Grievous and his minions and everything. But then he's like, ah, what the heck? I might as well just jump down in the middle (laughs) of them. So he does that, which already I'm thinking, well, this is a weird tactic. But then think about this. He uses the force. And this goes back to the conversation we had last episode. He uses the force to pull down this giant thing and smash the guards and not... Not grievous. grievous and i'm thinking well that that worked wonderfully yeah. why not do that again well that that's a, i kept thinking to myself the same t- the same thing too because what is it what are his tactics here it's so bizarre he he decides yes i'm going to engage in a lightsaber battle with this guy who has four arms and four lightsabers and i'm going to do just i'm going to do so well against this guy that, and i couldn't produce anything with dooku yeah, yeah. But Duca was an actually like trained in the force. Yeah. yeah so yeah, you've got that. But even even uh, Grievous is like, I know your Jedi way. Yeah, and apparently, all that Dooku. means is windmills for him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I but love then, that part. I think that's 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 eventually, <laughs> eventually, Obi Wan just force throws Grievous up into the vent, and like, why didn't you start with that? That's what I'm saying. He was able to pull that heavy, huge thing down on top of those guys. Well, I'm thinking, okay, well now smash Grievous. 
Well, yeah. it's a it's a movie. So how and long? Then, how, come on. how lame then, would that be? If it's like just we a always scene? like we always do. Obi Wan is hanging from the edge of something. He's got the low ground in this fight, and he ends up on mm-hmm. victory. Yeah, that's. But in this in this occasion, he he ends up shooting Grievous, yeah. which I appreciate. I feel like these Jedi yeah, would said be so time. much more efficient if they had guns. But the thing is, is when you say like, well, yeah, it, it, it would be lame, a lame scene if he just comes in and drops a thing and smashes him. So maybe don't write into the scene that he can pull yeah, he down can. this giant yeah. thing yeah. and smash something because then you're just going, well, that's weird. Funny thing about the gun, though, is episode four, Obi-Wan said, or old Ben tells Luke that Jedi don't use guns because they're clumsy. Yeah. Yeah, he does you know say I mean? it's uncivilized. Because the Jedi yeah. are clumsy? No, no guns. Like, guns. Guns are uncivilized oh. weapons. Well, yeah. well it's okay. certainly guns become far more inefficient in episode four. <laughs> they can't hit anything with guns. <laughs> yeah. With that sound, which is clearly like someone rattling on an iron cable with another piece of metal. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway... There, that whole scene that we're talking about is just crawling with clone troopers, right? And uh-huh. once again, they're freaking fake as all get mm-hmm. out. And I honestly, I really, really want to know. Somebody, look this up, you know, uh, for the sake of, you know, community fun, not just my laziness. Why in the world they insisted on not having a real clone trooper? There's even a shot yep. in this movie where there is a real head of a clone superimposed on a CG costume. That had to be harder. Multiple times. <laughs> yeah, that had to be so much more difficult than just having the yep. guy stand there in his outfit. Well, the, yeah, there was, they shot, obviously they shot a bunch of scenes with that actor, all the stuff where he didn't have a helmet on. Commander Cody, yeah. 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 And, and, and he's yet bad. They, I like he? Cody. He's bad, right? Well, no. yeah. Well, they, he's just, he's, he's just a soldier. He's, he's doing whatever he's telling Lord. him to do. Well, no, he no, work. He's they, he, he fights for the side of the Republic. Republic. And remember, yeah. in episode two, they say that they're bred to be hyper subservient. Mm-hmm. So one moment he's taking orders from General Kenobi and oh. saying yes, sir, and then he gets a different order and yeah, he says then his yes, president sir. says Kenobi's the bad, bad guy now. He's just doing what he's told. No. Okay. Yeah, yeah soldiers. That's encouraging because I liked him. Yeah, he's great in the cartoon. Check mm-hmm. it out. For more great. on this, check out the Star Wars cartoon. Cody, just like in the line. the pilots um, in the opening scene, I think those are real faces too. Yeah, when you see him. Yeah, yeah. but clearly, yeah. it's a real face it's the actor. in a cockpit with a CGI. I don't understand. Yeah. Why, why, do they do that? why would you do it. that? I don't get. And it. it doesn't. It looks so so bad. Not just my. You know, when when it's CG, like it looks really, really fake. You sure they didn't think they were being like cutting edge or something when they came out? Maybe with all it's that? like, like they thought we were being. They, they were had being so cool. much zeal that yeah. they yeah. they I'm didn't stop to think. Imagine how much cooler the Kashyyyk scene would be if they were real clone troopers. You mean is that where the Wookiees are? Yeah, yeah, Imagine. yeah. Because that looks so bad. much better. Yeah, and I that. love that scene. But if it was like actually gritty, like beach assault with real people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was the, are the Wookiees real uh, people? I love that they it looked like they were most of them, if not all of them. At least when they clearly were talking to Yoda Chewbacca down and the dreadlock one were actual people in costume. Yeah, I love I love that they wrote in the Wookies and Chewbacca. You love that? I felt like it was a shoehorn. Uh, well, it absolutely was. Yeah, but I, I, when he said goodbye, Chewbacca, and you're like, I knew it was Chewbacca, <laughs> and then you think to yourself, well, how in the world does Chewbacca get from here to associating with some dumb criminal? Because all his lives, our right. lives take us weird places. Yeah, sometimes. they do. <laughs> Chewbacca really, so really spir- spirals out of control. Yoda, <laughs> you, you love to see Yoda, you know, get time doing Yoda stuff, hanging out with people. I feel like I'm torn because I actually like Yoda fighting, but then some of the stuff in this one where he's like running and throwing his lightsaber, then jumping up on to rip it back out again. I'm like, 
Well, now it's just like video game Yoda. That's I what like I felt it. like in part two. I thought the fight scene with uh, Yoda and what was what was he at this point? He revealed himself as Dark Sidious. Yeah, so when when the, they're yeah. fighting in the Senate chambers, oh, that was awesome. Throwing the pods. that was great. It is cool because when they fight wide. with the Force, it makes sense. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like yeah. that part when he's like flipping around and flying or with his sword like you're saying that's when I'm, that's when you know. Yoda walks into the Emperor's chambers and those two big guards are there and they're about to get him and he just waves his hand and mm-hmm. they both slam against the wall oh, that's, that's like how I in my that's head if you see. wanted to make Yoda like oh that's him getting all Jedi it would Ultra be stuff like force that powerful yeah. yeah I will say I remember in theaters watching episode 2 when you see him start to fight Dooku everyone cheered because you just think of Yoda as this hermit the whole time yeah yeah that's what yeah. peter said he said his yeah. theater Mine cheered too. when yeah. they started fighting Everyone cheered freaking out so you know they had that line where it's uh anakin's like you're either for me or against me <laughs> and uh obi-wan's like only a sith deals in absolutes yeah well that's not true is it the jedi actually deal in quite a bit of absolutes themselves yeah. remember we talked about they have this utilitarian view of like divorcing themselves from attachment Letting go of everything that they fear to lose, but and they're how always open to like the force and the possibilities in the force. What in the world are you talking about? <laughs> well, you're talking about absolutes. What do you mean? Well, I think jealousy more open and anger and greed always lead to the dark side. That is an absolute truth statement. And the way that um, the way that Palpatine was talking about his study of the Force, that wasn't an absolute. That was like a gray area where he kept going between light and dark, so he can learn everything. Yeah, he actually made a lot of sense when he was talking yeah. about. Like Maybe he meant like the Jedi are open to diplomacy and. Well, I think political system. I don't know. In context yes. of the movie, the Jedi are kind of dealing in gray areas the whole time, like yeah. asking Anakin to spy and doing all that jazz. Right, because so, they don't have the Force. Yeah, they're, they're and Sith in general, in like the greater context, are pretty much straightforward, like passion and anger, and that's it. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Yeah, that makes a lot. Um, it could be the case that Obi Wan is just angry. Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily a total truth statements a truth statement they're just kind of mad they're at each really other. hurt and emotional yeah especially when they're flying around in lava fighting right. for i thought that I scene was cool yeah how did everyone feel about that fun i, I liked it, it too it it Obi- Wan, head, head to head with anakin uh, that's not a necessarily a brag yeah i was i feel like it yeah lord of the rings sucks <laughs> what? Yeah, no, everyone send us angry emails. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Don't. I yeah. love Lord of the Rings, but I feel like it was like that quality when he's like in Mord or in whatever. With Mustafar. No. I just the part I can't stand about Mustafar is the one part where they're fighting in that room where he'd killed all the Trade Federation people, and they both lean back away from each other and they're spinning their lightsabers, but they're not hitting each other at all, and it's just <laughs> absolutely yeah, spinning. Yeah, here's what here's what I think was happening. <laughs> Were though. they doing tricks? They're I both about no, that. they're both trained to fight the same way. That it was oh. like a movement. They're like going through a motion to get to a power shot. So it's all defensive motions and then a hit. And they were doing the exact same thing to showcase that they're equally matched. Oh, so hmm. it's like when you play, you know, a certain video game where you fight and you try to do the same thing, you just bounce off of each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah it happens. Because then they instantly ran into well, the force thing. Yeah, the like force throw. Yeah, they just equaled each other out. Speaking of the force throw, so Yoda walks into the Emperor's chamber. He greases those two guys, and he's like trash talking the Emperor big time. <laughs> and then the Emperor is like, "I've been waiting for this." You could see it from a mile coming, and he just blasts Yoda against the wall. How in the world did Yoda get chumped out like that? Yeah, well, 
Then he was laying there pretending to be knocked out, and he opened his eyes so the camera could see. I know, and you think that he's going to do some kind of sneak surprise, but he just slowly stands Stand up and starts up. talking again. <laughs> <laughs> you guys keep using the language like emperor and stuff, but you mean that the Darth guy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We're, we're At that point in the movie, he had become the, the emperor. He will be the emperor. He becomes oh. the emperor. No, he yeah. becomes the emperor over the course of this movie. Yoda yeah. calls him the emperor. Uh, the, the yeah, they, and they start using language like the empire. Yeah, he oh. remember he gives that address to the mm-hmm. Senate and he says we will form the world the very first galactic empire. Galactic empire. <laughs> and everyone's like, "Woo!" And All Padme right. says, yeah, "This yeah, is yeah. how liberty dies with roaring applause or whatever she says." Kind mm. of a, a random part, but one thing I noticed I wanted to see what you guys thought is obviously a theme that Palpatine is constantly manipulating people, but there's a line where um Anakin says to Obi-Wan that the people wanted her Obi-Wan says, you know, the emperor has been in power or um, Palpatine has been in power longer than he should have. And Obi-Wan says that the people wanted him there. Do you think that he was manipulating the Senate the whole time too? Or had Could people planted yeah, him in and Jar Jar to keep him in power? Him and Jar Jar had to be. Jar Jar yeah, has been mercifully <laughs> silenced in this <laughs> movie. He doesn't say a single yeah. word. In growing fact, up, that's you, good. You just you see, see him is sitting there in the Senate, and then you see him again walking at Padme's funeral. Yeah, he's not, all no he's all bummed. I remember seeing he's it in a, a theater, and when it showed his face, like during the funeral, people groaned. <laughs> <laughs> Even just that, yeah, they're like, ah, God. <laughs> Did think it was cool. They they showcase how powerful you know Sidious is, but he kept saying how. You know, Vader was going to be stronger than even him. And even though he would like, when he manipulated him, said, you killed your wife, he like stepped out of the way because he's still kind of scared mm-hmm. of how powerful Anakin can be and knows that. Yeah, it felt like much. a clumsy, bumbling, last minute move to get him into that Darth Vader suit, though. I'm not going to, I mean, I still part of me was yeah. like, oh, it's neat to see Darth Vader. Yeah, the the last five to ten minutes of this movie was just them desperately trying to tie those loose ends. I still don't. Did, I still don't feel like they're the same character. Yeah, you know what I mean. No, it goes from that crazy, you know, bad actor <laughs> character to like the super uh, laid back and like smooth and mm-hmm. collected Darth Vader. He we just see just in get his whole movies. entire body cut apart and burned up. Yeah, and I mean, when that, that may ha- be a sobering when that helmet so goes crazy. on his head, he still like has mm-hmm. all these fresh wet wounds on his head. I'm thinking you better put some ointment on that before a helmet goes over. <laughs> He's going to get infected in there. That Vader suit to think that he instantly got into that Vader suit means he hasn't changed outfits in probably 20 years <laughs> until right. episode four. You well, think, think he's going to be putting something else. Like I think he's got some, um, maybe he's got a nurse that comes along and cleans him up. Like a, a that, proto. That's what he's doing in that boat. We accurate. see <laughs> in Empire, he, we see that he takes parts of it off mm-hmm. from time yeah. to time. He's he sitting in some But he's, he's committed to that outfit. He's got no fashion sense. Oh yeah, both, sense. both. Yeah, he's he got fake legs. So he has fake legs and one fake arm. Yeah, so in that final scene, this is kind of a lot of contradictions. We've got Obi-Wan and Anakin facing off. Mm-hmm. Anakin tries to jump from the low ground. And, and uh, Obi-Wan said, don't says, try don't, it. don't try it. I've got the high ground. Which is so contradictory to the way that, that oh, Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan beat fights. Darth Maul. And Anakin, we know, is way more powerful than Darth Maul. Yes, but far more. He's blinded yet, by his passions in that moment. Somehow. He doesn't know how to remember, channel this them. This is an emotional battle, too. This is emotional. Like mm-hmm. his, he said, you're my brother. You were like my brother, but he, yeah. I think Yeah, he for all that like love son. that he had for Anakin, <laughs> that he was so... Un, he couldn't even bear the thought to go fight him. 
He sure mercilessly just left him. Yeah, to just die. walks away. I, I've, I've, I've tried to figure in tune with the force. He has to honor the force over yeah. the people. He had learned well, to let go of the. Obi Wan hasn't taken his attachment. Yeah, I, I still try and figure out do a mercy kill on him. The the physics on fire when he walks away. The trajectory of Anakin as he's flipping over Obi Wan. Somehow Obi Wan with one swipe of his lightsaber is able to get both legs and an arm. No, he kind of moves it in an arc. He kind of goes whoop zoop. Uh, okay. You hear two little phases, and then mm-hmm. two legs, and then his arm. Yeah. And then yeah. he falls back and rolls down the hill. Yeah. <laughs> That's rough, man. That is rough. Oh, his eyeballs There's started a, uh, turning weird. Do you guys remember that? What? His eyeballs were like. Yeah, red. Turning yeah, like yeah that's kind of the evil That's coming out of him. That's yeah. the dark side it's in his that's eyes. That's so we know for sure that you got to be super evil to kill all those little babies yeah, and yeah. then go. It's dark. Oh, it's really dark. Kill man. the poor viceroy. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's so sad. It's the only PG thirteen Star Wars movie, right? Yep. Yep. There's a great theory. That one of our listeners wanted us to explore. Uh, William Junklus. Junklus. I'm sorry, man. I'm sure that's not right. <laughs> sorry, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, he says he's been listening to the podcast and wants us to read about the Obi-Wan and Anakin theory, which is that they were complementary halves to a single warrior. You familiar with this? Never heard it before. Never heard of it. Apparently, in the Revenge of the Sith, Sith novelization... It says about Anakin and um, Obi-Wan that blade to blade, they were identical. After thousands of hours in lightsaber sparring, they knew each other better than brothers, more intimately than lovers. They were <laughs> complementary halves of a single warrior. So when, um, when they faced that day and Anakin essentially died and became Darth Vader, so did Obi-Wan. He died and became old Ben. Mm. And uh, you see that in um, episode four when um, he goes by old Ben in, in huh. episode, episode four. four he, he goes, goes by, old, by ben. old Ben. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Obi Wan. Yeah. Why? So there's a scene. Well, as three ends, as three ends, um. you hear Yoda say, "Obi Wan, in your isolation on um, what is that? Tatooine? He goes to Tatooine yeah. to watch yeah. over in your Luke. isolation yeah. on Tatooine as he watches over Luke." Then you can consider whatever this immortal stuff is. He's going to learn Qui-Gon. how to commune with Qui Gon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. but there's a, there's a scene of dialogue in Episode Four where it talks about um, uh, Obi Wan, and uh, it says that um, Obi Wan died sometime. It says mm-hmm. actually he says yeah. Obi Wan died about the same time your father did. Yep. Even though we know Obi Wan's alive, he's just saying, no, he's, uh, he died that like day. He says that about himself. Part yeah. of him died. Yeah. The only thing I that's interesting. Uh, the next episode, I just remember Obi-Wan shows up as an old man in the, the little screen part or something. Yeah. What are those called? So the he's sand on people. Tatooine. Yeah, he lives near that. where Luke is. He, does he know Luke his whole life? We're going to see that. At the end of episode three, the one that you watched yeah, on drugs. Yeah, he delivered him to the aunt and uncle. Yeah, I and he says that. that he's going to stay there to watch over him. Yeah. Oh. Luke is familiar with him because he knows who, who old he Ben is. Okay. Yeah, he's small like town. a neighborhood. But he's, not like, yeah. he's not like Buds and he's not trained no. him to be a Jedi. No. Okay. There's a, the, final, the final lines that they deliver to each other, uh, Anakin and Obi-Wan, are they're not really brilliantly written, but they're, they're pretty profound where Anakin shouts, I hate you, and Obi-Wan says, I loved you. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, we're getting that huge contrast between the two and mm-hmm. what's kind of happening inside them like motivating their actions and it's kind of it's it's sad it's really yeah even if profound and even if the performances and and all the material hasn't effectively led up to it at least not perfectly 
Um, some of those lines I thought were nicely written when Obi-Wan's um, obviously despairing and yelling things like you were supposed to bring ba- balance to the force, not leave it in darkness, those things. So I was like, oh, it's kind of heartbreaking. Yeah. Sad, sad you and so McGregor. emotional. How, hey, sweet. how come Padme died? <laughs> we don't Good know. Point. The robot couldn't explain it. <laughs> That's why it's normal. Like, she could have been like... Um, you know, like normal childbirth stuff, like uh, yeah, no, you're dying in childbirth. No, the robot lost the will to live. The robot says that she's perfectly healthy. She well, didn't we say, or Matt was saying earlier that maybe Sidious was doing that behind the scenes? Yeah, I think that Sidious might have a hand in this. And she he was doing the, the grip on her heart. Because how else do you motivate somebody <laughs> but by the loss of their love? It's like the tragic normal. She also just story. found out her husband loves to kill children, so that might have yeah, that's right. That's a rough one. <laughs> so if you find out your husband is a child murderer, you can just be like, I guess I'm done. Go to Give sleep birth and to die. Give two kids <laughs> and then just die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Seems strange. Oh, Childbirth is rough. Maybe it's just, she was just tired. You know, it's just good. Damage. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, did anybody check her pulse? Or is she just <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure she's dead? <laughs> she's in that coffin just snoozing. <laughs> yeah. I feel like they could have done better with that. It seems really suspicious that she just died for no reason. I don't Maybe know why they, lazy writing, why they needed to have the robot say she's perfectly healthy. She's just lost the will to live. Why not say yeah. it's going really poorly and mm-hmm. she's lost the will to live? Because that's right. like a real she's medical phenomenon, that, yeah. you know, where you give up in the midst of uh, some kind of severe physical trauma. That, yeah. that would have made perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Or they could have actually had Anakin inflict more damage than yeah. yeah or it's like in tandem with the fact that Anakin choked her and threw her mm-hmm. and yeah. you know she's just gone through too much trauma all yeah. at once that would have made so much more right. sense it's always been so distracting to me that they have to say she's fine but she's dead no one has an answer for me alright well send us your fan theories on all Padme's <laughs> death yeah, yeah, yeah. she was a Why? she was a Sith the whole time I don't know I think it was Sidious I just think she had to die. Like it was the it's the master manipulation is to kill someone's first love. It's like our greatest love. It's that like you would do anything. He d- he does use that as manipulation the whole time. Yeah, he, he tells had access her. to his yeah. like premonitions or whatever. He gave it to him. Like he was using it to m- to manipulate. It's the cr- it's the crux of like how he manipulated him in the beginning. He said you right. would save Padme. Like total. Crux. It's a whole. Yeah. Crux. I wonder if it was purposely <laughs> trying to be Shakespearean in the sense that <laughs> right. the whole thing is a tragedy. The tragedy you know, for yeah. those guys and their awful dialogue. Maybe they're trying to do something like that because it's spoken in like really bad. I think I'm right. Poetic. I think my theory is <laughs> right. Oh, it's the master manipulation. Oh. I, I agree. That's I what I'm saying. I agree with you. Let's agree ask with the us. fanatic. What do you think, Matt? What do you think yeah. about Bethany's theory? I think you're right. Ooh. If Thank it's, you. I think you, in line with how much Palpatine is manipulating pretty much everything yeah. in the entire movie. Why not? Especially. His final manipulation of Anakin and saying that you did it. Yep. It all lines up. I mean, why would he Makes even sense. go to the length to say that? He I stands mean, off he in the shadows and smiles while Darth Vader <laughs> rages on that, <laughs> while he Frankenstein's off that board yeah. and then rages on yeah. that room. Or she just dies in childbirth. I mean, that happens today. Why would it not happen then? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't so, think so. knowing what we know now, <laughs> uh, as we go in, now that we know that Anakin and Padme uh, produce some children and these children grow up in the next few episodes to really uh, do a lot with the force, right? Well, yeah. at least Luke. Luke does, do they ever imply that Leia has She doesn't force? know yet. She's going to, they imply that she's going to learn by oh, the end okay. of episode. But Luke, so certainly. So yeah. do you think that now that, now that at least Yoda and Obi-Wan have recognized that, that this force sensitivity can be passed on to your children, that they'll, they'll finally let these Jedis, you know, 
yeah. procreate. We Don't let breed. them get married and at least procreate where they can create more Jedi. Oh, no, they just got to find people with midichlorians. Yeah, <laughs> just get busy. <laughs> yeah. Darth Plagueis better Jedi's. make some more. Yeah, or get somebody strong enough to create them. I think the, the Darth Plagueis immaculate conception theory is one of the better ones that I've heard. Yeah, that's so good, yeah. man. That's really good. If that's not already yeah, on the internet, you better get on better Reddit. Right yeah, that. seriously. <laughs> well, now that we've made it through the prequels, here's how I'd love to end this. How do you guys feel about the prequels in context to the originals, aside from the fact that, yeah, one, one trilogy sucks and one trilogy is way better? When I watch the original trilogy, I don't even think about the prequels at all. And not even like I have to get them out of my head. I just, I almost think of the prequels as this funny, sometimes awful, sometimes not so bad thing off to the side that doesn't even affect the real ones. The real ones still feel completely distinct in my experience mm. and history and, and even watching them now. If anything, it just sort of enriches the backstory that they kind of hint to in 4, 5, and but 6. But really... Only episode three enriches the backstory, if you think about it. Well, no, because we have we have a long history now of Darth Vader. Yeah, but I mean, you, I'm just saying, if you wanted more backstory for four, five, and six, you could just watch episode three. You see how the Jedi's got killed. You really see how Vader became Vader. Because even in episode three, he's still somewhat good, somewhat bad. You don't need one and two to see that transformation, because it all happens in three. It's true. And you see it's the true. split of Luke and Leia, so I, you don't even need one and two. Do you think that you really three... Don't need you two. really don't need one and two. Do you think that three in itself is is a self-sustaining movie, though? It it kind of relies no. on It would one be and pretty two. dang dramatic and dark for with if, if it wasn't propped up on the context of the other crappy movies. Right. Yeah, all the political story... Mm-hmm. Was backstory in that, and they expect you to know what's going on yeah. with the emperor and all it's, that stuff. It almost feels like it's enough, though, because the political stuff is so boring in the <laughs> first two, and in this one, it's they do you a huge favor. You only get a couple of scenes, yep. and that you actually need to know what they're saying, and you can track with it. Right. Mm-hmm. The political stuff is really significant because of Sidious. Yeah. And the clone army. So Matt Comer, fanatic, Star Wars fanatic, when you watch. Do you marry them all together in your head, having seen you know even the prequels from back to your younger years, yeah. or do you have separate experiences of of both trilogies? Separate experiences, because I watched four, five, and six before I ever saw one, like from the earliest age. Watched four, five, and six, so I just totally separate experiences. I just thought one, two, and three as a kid were cool movies, like action movies. Yeah. Kid, they're kid movies. Yeah. yeah, I think that it's kind of fair. That they feel more like kid movies because not three, well no three. I'm saying that my one, kid one is mm-hmm. definitely the by far the most kid, kid, yeah. kiddy movie, yeah. childish. Yeah. Two gets a little more grown up. You've got you got all that teenage angst in Anakin, and then three it's sand even, romance. Yeah, and then <laughs> three it's even a little more mature, and then four, five, and six is like well then yeah they're they're taking themselves seriously again. So it's almost like you're growing up with Anakin. And the movies kind of reflect the the state. That's certainly the attempt, anyway. Yeah. So yeah. I, I I don't discredit them entirely for trying to to do that with these films, but it's it's kind of distracting and frustrating. They wouldn't and annoying have been nearly as childish without the CGI, <laughs> right? In my opinion, or Jar Jar. I mean, Jar- you take all well, those two, and they would have been way more Jar-Jar. serious <laughs> movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bethany, what did you think going through these the first time and having the original as distant memories currently? Yeah, really distant memories. Right now, you must think Star Wars sucks. Uh, Honestly, I keep thinking, like, 
really thought there was more to this than that. Like, I do. I kind of have this, like, impression of, like, I don't understand why people love it so much. If I, I mean, it seems really <laughs> simple it, right this now. This chump sitting next to you with no. a stupid <laughs> tattoo <laughs> on his arm. Have love. you not seen 4, 5, and 6 yet? I don't remember any of them. Oh, like they'll be I brand was new like to her. Five, okay. probably when I watched it. So, um, how, um, how jealous are you of her? W- what would you give to be <laughs> able to watch <laughs> these movies for the first time again? I don't know because I feel like seeing them as a kid makes it even more nostalgic. Because uh-huh. now, for my whole life, I've been watching these movies. So, so there, there, there are movies that I watched as a kid, or even like movies I saw for the first time like ten years ago. Mm-hmm. And I watch them again now and I forget so much about them. Like that movie, <laughs> this is an unnecessary spoiler. Uh, I really, really love the movie Children of Men. And mm-hmm. the first time I saw it in theaters, I was like, this is an incredible movie. And it had been years, at least, I hadn't seen it since theaters. And I bought it and watched it on Blu-ray. Actually, you didn't. How'd you get that movie? You bought it for me for Christmas. That's yeah. right. Thank Aww, you. That <laughs> is sweet. It was on my Amazon wish list. Mm-hmm. Uh and I watched it again, and I had forgotten so much about it. It was like I was reliving it again for mm-hmm. the first time. So how how much time would have to pass for you to experience Star Wars like that? Oh, it would be it would have to take so much. After a certain amount of viewings, it's just yeah. like ingrained yeah. just, in your consciousness. Just, yeah, yeah. well, four, five, and now. six. There's nothing I could forget. <laughs> but there was watching three because three is probably oddly the one I watched the least. I don't know why. Uh-huh. Um, even though it's one of the best, felt new. There was stuff that I had forgotten or. You forget in the moment, you know, and then you remember that. So scene. do you think 10 years from now you could watch A New Hope with new eyes? Probably not. No. <laughs> 20 I years? Would, I would not go 10 Dusty. years not watching it. Dusty eyes. That's torture. <laughs> I mean, you know, okay. there's certain movies. <laughs> right now I feel like I could close my eyes and play Jurassic Park in my brain. Right. Perfectly. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. image for image. It wouldn't be the same, just to be clear. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A little bit. <laughs> so, Bethany, you get to experience this again. Yeah. You've seen them, but it's been so long. Yeah, but I feel like I'm expecting about these next ones that they're going to be really, I'm going to feel all the feelings that everyone has towards them. So these these first three, I'm like, I don't feel as inspired. I'm thankful to know the backstory you were talking about. Like, do you think it's uh, significant? I do. I think it's really helpful for me to know. I like all this history stuff, even if it's boring. Because <laughs> I, I need to know the con. I want it, it deepens the storyline and the plot and all that. Yeah. Here's a question for you all. Okay. If oh. you were going to introduce Star Wars to someone, would you, and you had the option for them not to just ever see the prequels, would you suggest that? Like, uh, do you even think they're necessary at all? Definitely no. unnecessary. They're not necessary, but I'd say watch them. Yeah. I, I think that I would recommend to someone visiting them for the first time. Watch them in release order, not chronological. Yeah, I would. I would yep. definitely agree. In fact, I would say, watch them in release order. Watch the original trilogy. Maybe even take time with the original trilogy for a while to see a, them each a couple of times, maybe over the course of years. And then, if you really, really want to, go dig into the the prequels almost like you would into the cartoon, into the Clone Wars. Right. Like it's just this extra stuff sitting down there. Some of it's really stupid. But you don't need it. The main thing is these three movies. Which That's how I'm going to indoctrinate my children. I mean, would you understand it? Watching yeah, you totally understand yeah. it. What are you talking about? For years and years I and years and years. Yeah, That's I all guess. we had. Okay. And I'm excited to get into them. This yeah. Is, we've, d- we've done all the, the hard work and now we get to enjoy yeah. it. You're welcome. You're welcome, listeners. Patrick, you have anything left to say about the prequels before we're done with them forever? No, I'm ready to be done with them. I like part three fine, but in the vault. In the vault. (laughs) We're done. Just move on. Thanks for listening to You Hate Movies. You can leave a comment on this episode or subscribe to the podcast at youhatemovies.com. 
Next week, we finally get to the good stuff and make everyone mad by finding ways to nitpick the original Star Wars trilogy. Now is the time to follow You Hate Movies on Twitter and Instagram, at You Hate Movies, and Facebook.com slash You Hate Movies, as we count down more than 30 Christmas flicks leading up to December 25th and invite you to do the same. Find out how on YouHateMovies.com. Movies.com.